0: wild feather podcast i'm brooke dunwell serial entrepreneur sponge for life and lover of people join me as we uncover the stories of courageous female entrepreneurs founders and investors pushing beyond limitless boundaries let's explore their creative journeys and pursuits to greatness our next guest inadvertently started her business at 18 when she started painting and doodling on her kids' sneakers. Her friends noticed her sneakers and she started painting shoes for them and for others and the word started spreading and her business took off. When she was in college, her business really took off and so she had to figure out how to um, automate this a bit. So she has grown her business into many different things such as stickers, blankets, pillows, a baby line, um, so many cool things. And she is now doing art projects for corporations and murals and all kinds of really cool stuff. She's even designed sneakers for many celebrities and influencers. Love her fun, down to earth energy. She is super cool. Uh, she's now 26 so I cannot wait to see what her future holds meet Sammy Handler. Thank you Sammy for joining us today on the podcast. We are so excited to have you here and I love your story and how it has evolved over time so I can't wait um, to dive in and get the get the goods and hear what you're all what you're up to. You've got lots Hi. going on.
1: Hi, yes. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you started at a young age. So I'm not gonna give away all the the good stuff I'm gonna let you tell us, but how did you start Kicks by Sammy? Yeah, so currently
1: I'm twenty six years old, living in New That's York crazy. City, so I'm the artist and founder of Kicks by Sammy. So basically the first thing when a lot of people speak to me, they're like, why is it called Kicks by Sammy? And just to give a little short story. So actually in 2013, the end of my senior year of high school, uh, the summer going into college, I was bored at home. I had always loved art and used to customize my shoes in class and take my little black Sharpies and draw all over old Converse or Keds. And when I found an old pair of Keds in my closet, I was like, I really want to make some cool, fun college spirit wear. So I took that pair, all the Sharpies I had laying around in my house, and I started painting this pair of shoes with all different University of Maryland logos, because that's where I was going to school. And not thinking much about it, I posted them on social media. And all my friends and family friends started reaching out to me and being like, we need a pair for college as well. And I was shocked that people wanted this pair so badly. And that summer, I started taking on orders and my parents encouraged me, this should be a little side hustle and I should be charging. So I started having people ship me shoes and a list of icons or ideas that they had, and I would bring them to life. And slowly but surely... It started spreading to people that I didn't even know, contacting me, reaching out. And as I got uh, to college, I would wear them around and would get even more people asking me questions about them. So I slowly started to build an Instagram account and a website from the encouragement of my friends, because I had no clue what I was doing at the time. (laughs) And I had no clue what it was going to turn into. And they screamed out, just name it Kicks by Sammy. That's fun. It's easy. It's easy. So I started then um, taking orders from all over the country and it really started spreading from there.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So did you ever get in trouble for riding on your shoes when you were in class?
1: Uh, well, I used to also be like a big doodler. So, you know, sometimes get a little called out for that. But I always just like love to do it in class. because It would relax me. Yeah. Um, the shoes weren't usually a big problem because I would do it a lot during like lunchtime or like uh, when I was hanging with my friends for like a free period um, but I still have pictures on Facebook. It's so funny looking back on doodling
0: all over them. <laughs> <laughs> so now you took this from manually doing it, and then the demand became so big that you're like, I've got to figure out a way to I don't, automate isn't the word. Like, what's. Yeah. You figured out a way to make it more. Um, well, what's You tell us. I was it. like
1: scalable. Scalable.
0: So, there you go. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for.
1: So basically as I was hitting my end of my junior year of college, I was still painting shoes and I loved it, but I was starting to take on business classes because I actually wasn't an art major. I actually did psychology and then had a bi- minor in business and entrepreneurship. Um, so I was trying to find ways to scale the business because I realized I loved what I was doing, but that I didn't see it as my end all career. And I didn't see the business going in that direction um, forever. So I started to think of ways that I could still keep it with the personal touch and have my art because I was most passionate about the art aspect of the business. Um, so I came to the conclusion to do different accessories with my designs as templates and have people be able to personalize names, initials, phrases, colors, and stuff like that. So that it still was easy to mass produce and get printed. I wasn't drawing every single uh, blanket or pillow or shoe by hand, but that I was printing it instead. Um, So I started around the mid senior year getting different samples in and testing out manufacturers. And I started with basic um, pillows and blankets, which is still top sellers today. Um, I knew I didn't want to go in a clothing direction just because dealing with stock and dealing with all the different sizes. I just, I want to keep the personalization element still there. So I knew things that didn't include sizes would be uh, most beneficial for my business. Mm -hmm. So as I was creating new templates, that's how like throughout the years I've expanded on different collections and different target markets. So now I basically offer products and designs for every milestone of life. So kind of with kicks, by I say that you experience every milestone with us. So I do do a few kicks on the side for special occasions, but, I mean, they focus on all the uh, principal uh, accessories.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, if somebody still wanted to decorate shoes, for instance, like I was telling you, my 11 year old said, yeah. "I want to start drawing on my shoes," and <laughs> I'm like, "Wait a minute. Uh, are there decals then that just stick on the shoes, or are they pre made pillows too? Like, is nope.
1: No. So I've done a few principal shoe principal shoes for like. Mass orders because that actually is possible, which is crazy with technology. It wasn't back in 2013, but I also kind of like for the shoes to keep it as like a piece of art. Um, so I do still hand paint those. Uh, I usually only take a few spots per month. Like I have it all mapped out where it's like I'm more like exclusive now. So like mm-hmm. if you get lucky and you get on my wait list and you can get a pair, you get a pair. Um, and like if I'm working with you, so I do a lot of events, like artwork for events. So if I'm doing your event, I'll like grandfather you in to get a pair of shoes if you want one. Um, so stuff like that. So it's definitely more limited edition now. Um, obviously, every pair is totally one of a kind. So you're basically buying a piece of art for your shoe. But um, yeah, so that's just how I handle the shoes now, just because it is so time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so much uh better to focus now my business on the actual uh, mass producing of the products. And then also yeah. like the corporate end of my business.
0: Yeah. So interestingly enough, how you've morphed into the corporate side. So yeah. talk to us about that. Cause that's super exciting and that's growing. So that just, kind of, I love your story how it just morphed over time and um, it was like word of mouth and, I'm sure you have a big social following because you've been doing this for a while, but how did you break into the corporate market and what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So actually I never even thought about it until post-graduation and that was when I was starting the samples for all the printed products and people were actually starting to see my designs more on a larger scale. So I actually had CBRE, which is a real estate company reach out Uh to me and they said we really have a vision we could see your artwork blown up and put on our empty lease buildings for buyers to come and build attraction to the building so they had a really high-end market for it was like where Chanel would rent out or Louis Vuitton so they wanted to create artwork that was really cool but also still had the luxury elements in it so I started with doing two projects with them in Chicago and then it transformed to two more in miami so it was kind of my first taste with working with a big um client and seeing my yeah and seeing my artwork on like 12 foot by 12 foot uh windows on a like a huge building so i went and visited all locations and it was so cool just seeing people stop by on the street taking photos in front of it i had my little uh kicks by sammy in the corner Um, And it was just such a cool experience to see my artwork on that large of a scale because I'd never seen it like that before. And then obviously kind of just a natural reaction. Other uh, clients started reaching out after seeing that work. And I started doing another storefront mural for a boutique in Maryland. And then it even transformed into working with NBC on promotional products for one of their trips for blankets, and it kind of all expanded from there on the possibilities of what my artwork could be used for. So now I've also like collaborated with other artists on sculptures and uh, other installations for corporate events and stuff like that. So it was really cool just to see how I could now reimagine how to use my artwork.
0: Yeah, that is super cool. Okay, yeah. So were they the the things you did for CRBE? Was it, like you said, they were in the window. So was it a painting or was it like a, an art decal? Yeah, like, it's like a decal. That? So okay.
1: I'm, not a, I'm not a muralist by trade. Maybe one day I'll teach myself. <laughs> but it's a, definitely a very um, specific skill that I have not uh, taken on yet. But it's so impressive, the people that do. Um, so basically, I didn't have to be on site. So everything I do, it's kind of the same process. So I hand draw it all on a smaller scale to start and then i put it into the photoshop programs illustrator mainly and i'm able to edit it and like do the color from there so it makes the image um be able to scale to any size so basically once i went back and forth with them and finalized the artwork i'm able to send to them as like a file so then they're able to bring it to their printers and it gets installed as a huge like basically like a gobo sticker on the window so it's, uh-huh. it lasts for, like, years if they needed it to, but also it can easily be that's like, peeled off and removed. Yeah. So it's a really cool process, and that's what I've also done for, like, people now for, like, Sweet Sixteens and bar was and, and weddings, now also, like, have a similar process using my artwork and installing them as, like, dance floors or as murals on walls or as yeah. centerpieces. So people really that's got nice. that idea also.
0: Yeah. What's interesting, too, is that you're providing the file and you're not, handling the print side because that's like a whole another side of business i feel like so yeah can that's also that on anything they want right and yeah, you don't have to take yes, that on I,
1: yes i mean obviously usually there's contracts because depending on what they want to use it for i don't since it is a file you don't want them just taking advantage of using it for anything right. they want then right so if that's definitely a process also since it is a file that can get passed around yeah. um so that does have some of its challenges as well um, but yeah, I just knew I didn't want to get involved in the whole production side of that oh. business because it's also you have to manage a lot of different aspects.
0: Right, right. And printing machines aren't cheap. And oh then no. You get and we're, yeah, you have to do lots to be able to pay for. Like that's a whole other follow-up. It's right? a whole other business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, super cool. So, what's next for you? Like, where do you want to go, and what do you want to do? you I mean, Well,
1: I want to continue to expand all the collections. So basically now, as I was saying before, kind of like all of my designs hit a milestone. So I kind of say that it's actually crazy. So when I was working in an event and I first had my original blanket design, someone came to me and they're like, do you offer designs for babies? Like, I think this would be a great gift. I can associate in my child's bedroom. And I was like, no, that's a great idea though. So obviously I love taking input from my followers or customers because- if they want it, obviously other people are going to want it as well. So I started making samples for different baby products. So I had baby blankets, hooded towels, bibs and burp cloths and items like that. And it's become the best-selling collection. Really? So it's so crazy. Yeah. And people always reach out to me because they think I'm like a young mom because I would know the target. And I'm like, nope, I just learned from everyone I've been talking to. Um, so they get so shocked I'm young and selling a lot of baby right. products. So it's now, so fun.
0: Where do you sell this stuff at?
1: So mostly on my website, I'm mostly e-commerce, but I do have a few smaller boutiques that I sell to mainly in the tri-state area, um, but definitely have a few stores in like Chicago and Florida, stuff like that. But I'm definitely trying to keep it um, more direct to consumers since it Mm. does still have that personalized element. Um, Mm -hmm. So our orders do take about three weeks to come in since Mm. uh, each order is made on demand.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So basically going back, but so I was saying, so now we have the whole baby collection and then we have a camp and birthday gifts and then we go to like college and we have bridal. So we kind of say that you grow with us. Mm -hmm. So we've seen like our first clients who bought our baby gifts are now turning like four or five years old. So they're getting all their birthday gifts and getting ready for day camp and sleepaway camp and, starting to buy for us for that. So it's just crazy how all of our customers like continue to stay with us for all the different milestones um, in their life.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so you're just going to continue to grow out uh, all of the different, I guess, life moments. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of things you can do just with baby stuff, right? Like I yeah, it's imagine. Crazy. Like that's a whole industry within itself?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, eventually, I want to hopefully have this business. Kicks my family will probably change a little bit with the name. Um, in my future, I hope to rebrand a bit, just because it does take a little bit of explanation to step away from the kicks. But also with some of my core followers, and people, people like refer to me as, hey, kicks, hey, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it just it kind of has stuck. Um, and I kind of just use like different slogans to kind of portray what the whole brand is about so people don't immediately just think sneakers, shoes, and stuff like that. But I hope to eventually have different departments. So obviously staying with baby, home. Um, uh, I mean, there's really corporate. So having different segments within the building and different teams for each.
0: Um, yeah. So in the long term. That's really cool. And you're wanting to expand the corporate side as well. And it sounds like yeah. you can pretty much provide art for any type of format it's up to them to figure that out you just provide yeah the art also
1: even sticking like in my head sticking with how i have the baby gifts that i know a lot of corporate clients do gifting for everyone who goes on maternity leave or if they're like a network they do for guests that come in on their shows so stuff like that so hoping to connect with that side of corporate to do all their baby gifting or all of their yeah. like promotional gifting and stuff like that um So that's kind of a future I see us starting to tap into as well.
0: Gosh, there's so many ways you could do this. Like, yeah, the 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 sky's the limit. It's so endless. That's so cool. And as your art continues to grow, too, I'm sure you're going to come up with new designs. And it's going to be reminds me of like Vera Bradley. She like has one design, and the next thing you know, another design and another design. Like, right. So it's just going to keep going.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> <Are you super laughs> my busy? brain's always going. Yes. My brain, but also like, since I'm such so, a so creative like person, my brain's always just going and I want to keep doing so many things, but you have to focus on core things at first instead of cause everyone's always shooting me ideas. I'm like, don't worry. I've thought about that before. I was like, I need to take it one step at a time because I can't just have a million things going all different directions.
0: Right. Right. Well, how is that like managing the business, but also being the artist?
1: Well, I always say that's like actually one of the biggest struggles because a lot of creatives need to be in a relaxing mindset to actually have their creative juices going. I know for me, like sometimes just sitting on my couch or like laying in bed is when I get like my creative thoughts and I like immediately write them down so I can work on them the next day. But also being like on the business end is when you really have to like hone in on everything and kind of the more stressful element. So when I'm super stressed, that's probably when I'm the least creative. So it's a really interesting balance to kind of figure out maybe when I need to take like 24 hour break to just creatively think and then go back to like crunching and going and going and going. Mm. Um, especially when I'm overtired is when I'm not creative.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you have
1: to definitely balance that.
0: That's all. Uh, I would think that would be a, A big juggling act especially when you're the source of the art like someone can't recreate that although they can run the business and do that side right but nobody can replace you yeah or your skill set or your talent because that's the backbone of the whole concept right yeah that's uh that's a lot to juggle especially when you're branching out into all these different components
1: yeah i definitely need to bring someone on for like definitely more of the business management side, um, as I continue to grow, because that's something that will be very beneficial to the business. Mm
0: -hmm. So what keeps you motivated?
1: I think definitely just like, I'm, I've always been basically self-motivated. I always kind of want to get to that next level. I usually set goals for myself and I know if I make it at the beginning of the year, like I definitely want to hit it as much as possible. And I think just having Control over my own life, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you need to hustle and grind to make a living. And if you're not working, you're not making money and nothing's coming in. So I think that's a huge motivation. You have to continuously be working because a lot of people say, like, oh, you have your own company, like, you can just go on vacation, you can do this. And I'm like, I can, but then who is running anything? <laughs> right, right. So, like, even when I'm on a vacation, I'm never truly on vacation because I'm constantly working or on my phone or answering this email working on that project so it's really hard to also find a balance between like personal life because basically I feel like my business is my life yeah. so I mean you're continuously being motivated just to like make a living so it's crazy right especially when you're an entrepreneur you're always hustling
0: when you find that balance let me know because I would to know right <laughs> secret. <laughs> it
1: never ends. It's also, it never I also ends. you also want to relax and you can not because you're always thinking of something else,
0: right? Or right. worrying about something, right? So, well, and if you're around people that aren't entrepreneurs, they have a very hard time understanding, and so they're like, "You just constantly work." I'm like, "I I can't help it. Like I can't shut it off because, you know, you just." Yeah, I have learned though. Like I don't check email on the weekends. I try to compartmentalize life or else it just is not fair to others so as you get older and you have if you have family or whatnot right I I feel like that makes a big difference yeah Yeah. for sure because
1: I feel like I always I'm on the weekends I'm like oh I have to answer that email but I know I can give it 24 hours or just answer it Monday morning (laughs) so I try obviously not every weekend but some weekends I try just to cut off for one day, at least from like email or finishing a project. I'm like, it's the weekend, and I need some self time to rejuvenate and get back to the next week. So it's definitely an interesting uh, journey to find that balance. But because I know, like, especially with like most of my friends, obviously we'll be done working around 6 PM and then Friday night they're cut off for the week. They don't have any contact with anyone from work. They don't have to check their email unless obviously they're finishing a big project or something, but usually it's just cut off a hundred percent and then they'll get back on Monday and then reset. But yeah. for me, I feel like it's, I never can fully just cut it off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. Uh, I am curious what advice you give. Cause there are young folks out there that are, I'm sure, if they don't know you yet, they will know you, that are super inspired by the fact that you started this business in high school as like a side gig. Like a hobby. Yeah, yeah right? And it morphed over time and Like you took that in through college. So I think that there, especially in today's society, when I was younger, starting a business when you were young or even starting a business wasn't really on the radar. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like startups and entrepreneurship was not super cool back then. It wasn't like the hip thing. So I feel like it's more prevalent now and everyone wants to start their own company at a young age or they think they do. Uh, So what advice would you give anyone that looking back that would want that's thinking about starting a business or maybe wants to, what advice would you give them good or bad? I mean, Yeah. So
1: definitely if you're from the younger aspect, just when you're trying to figure out things that you're interested in, I always tell people to get involved in as much as you can in different areas um, just to start because a lot of businesses actually, Grow off of something that they're interested in or passionate about and either want to make better or think there's a gap or a need. So, I definitely just tell younger folks just to kind of dabble in different things. If you have an interest in cooking or art or uh, like finance or I'm trying, tech, anything, engineering, um, go into like different um, clubs or different ways to get involved because it doesn't have to be just through school or um, like actually like being your major because art was not my major but I took extra electives and kind of self-taught myself even watching YouTube videos you can teach yourself so many things we're so lucky to have the internet now and social media and just continuously teaching yourself different skills is so important and I think will lead you actually to kind of build your journey as an entrepreneur and then also obviously like just not being afraid to fail or take risks. Cause obviously when I was uh, kind of turning the business from shoes to doing all the mass produced products, I had no clue what I was getting myself into. I was, but cause everyone's like, no, the shoes are what's the hit thing. Like, I don't know if other people will buy your other products. And I got, a, I went, I remember I went to like a business coach at college and I was explaining like my idea and she was like, I just, I think the shoes are it. And I was like, I was like, I don't agree. I was like, there's no way I'm making a living off that um so i was like i'm still gonna try and i had no clue people were my followers were gonna have the same feedback they did over the shoes over the custom products and slowly but surely they fed into it and also loved that i was kind of transforming the business into still keeping my fun designs that they saw on the shoes but now having it on different types of products that actually could be used in everyday life and also definitely at a more affordable i would say price point and that had a longer term, like a longer life than just a pair of shoes. Um, so kind of just figuring out that you have to take risks. And even if you do fail, I always say you have to be comfortable with failure also. Um, just because obviously throughout obviously my journey, I've failed in so many different aspects. I've had to teach myself things. I've had to ask questions from others. Um, so you just have to realize that failure is going to be in the cards and just had to be comfortable with bouncing back and like learning from them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What obstacles have you faced and how have you what would you say are maybe one or two of the biggest obstacles you faced and how do you yeah. overcome them? Yeah.
1: I mean, currently I'm dealing with one, um, just not being my own manufacturer, so having to work with third parties is always a struggle just um working with quality control and making sure that my standards align with theirs and you have to keep constantly going on top of them and showing what you need and all of that. So definitely just working with manufacturers is always just a hassle. And I've had to deal with so many different trials and errors of finalizing a product and making sure I think it hits the quality that I'm promoting. So that's something I'm dealing with now. And it's just, it's just learning different techniques on how to speak with them, on how to handle um, manufacturers. So that's one thing. Two, I've also worked on projects that totally have failed or have come in wrong and I have to think on my feet and not just automatically be like, oh my God, I, I totally messed up, but I have to actually problem solve and say, how am I going to turn this into making something even better for them when the first thing didn't work out? So I know when I first started with shoes, I was testing someone to actually print my artwork on it. So I promised a group of people I was doing 50 shoes that I was going to print and I sold that. They came in with some like uh, ink errors that I was not happy about. And I didn't think fit with the brand. So I had to think on my feet. They needed it within two or three weeks. So I took it in my hands. I had a little bit of a loss, but I ended up buying all of the shoes, styles and hand painting 50 pairs um, because <laughs> the manufacturer was not going through well. Right. So I spotted, I said, You guys are lucky. I actually decided that I think hand painted fits better, blah, blah, blah. You have to just turn in something better and think that they're gaining something for the price that you right. gave them. And they were ecstatic, so happy. They thought I was like doing something amazing. I remember it was it was really right when I started. So it was super stressful. I was in college still. Um and I turned around and did it but obviously it took a lot of work and i didn't really make money in the end they probably broke even but i had to learn i can't let i can't let people down i have to figure out a way to make it still come to life and make them happy customers so you know always different things that pop up you really just think on your feet and really problem solve because i know a lot of people immediately go to negative mindsets being like oh it's over we can't figure it out it's done deal but there's always a way <laughs> there's yeah. always a way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you spun, even though you may have taken a loss on that, those people probably told 50 other people right on, um, how great of an experience and how great of a product, et cetera. So, uh, I think in those situations you just go above and beyond and you learn how to spin it. But then on the other hand, you don't want to repeat. Right. So you're like, Oh, All of right, course. lesson learned. Yeah. Super cool. So what do you want your legacy to be? I really think it's just showing
1: that, well, actually on my website, the mission statement, basically it's being like my goal is to embolden girls and boys of all ages with the belief that hard work and passion can make anything possible. Um, I just think that it's crazy that a really small idea that you didn't even know could turn into something really can turn into something amazing. So I just think showing that, like something so small can turn to something so big in your life Um, and kind of honing in on that and recognizing it and then turning into something even bigger than you thought. Um, So I just want people to really believe in themselves and kind of just see my journey and learn from it and also be inspired by it. So that's what I really hope my followers see. And I kind of try to focus that on social media, especially kind of showing the behind the scenes of my life and projects I'm working on and day in the lives and especially when my interns are here kind of showing our work process and the growth of the company and all the different transformations so that they kind of have a little bit of more of an insight on what it's like to run a business and the ups and downs of it Um, just to get them more involved in my life
0: I love that I think that's huge everything I've read about being an influencer or social media is is exactly what you're doing. Do you do that in video form or do you do it in pictures? I do it in both. I'm trying to get more comfortable in the camera.
1: Um, I hate, I mean, like that podcasting is great because I don't really see myself as much. But I hate when I like have to take the selfie video, like talking to everyone. And I know that's something I need to get more comfortable with yeah. and just not be afraid of. But yes, that is something I'm focusing on. I definitely will do that in TikToks a lot. Um, which I'm starting to now begin to grow. Um, it's so much. Um, handling all the different social media platforms it at is. this point because there's so many and they keep growing. And I know that's such an important part of building a business. Um, so Instagram has been my main focus um, just since the beginning. And yeah, so doing videos and also different interactive like activities. So especially during COVID, I really wanted my followers to just stay connected with me and continue to shop for me so I would do a lot of like paint and sips so I don't know if you've heard of that but like if you were legal obviously having a glass of wine or having a juice something like that and I made all these DIY canvases so people could order them and I would have different mm-hmm. I did like two I think during the summer and people could tune in on the live and paint with me and I teach different techniques and I got such positive feedback from that I also hosted a different art competition so I would draw like a template and I had some people like colored in the best or just thinking of designs in general that they could see on a Kicks by Sammy product. And I incorporated it within one of my designs.
0: Great idea.
1: So people really got involved in that. And I got a lot of submissions and people really just loved to since it was such a hard time also just like getting their creative energy out. And it was a great relaxer and stress reliever. So that was really fun. And then I also worked with different other like creative um accounts to do like kind of interactive live so i had someone do like um t-shirt cutting and i had someone doing what else did i have oh i had a baking class so it's kind of bringing our two alike followers together so that our accounts both got exposure and mm-hmm. just working with different brands that align with either your mission or what you represent so those yeah. are a lot of fun different activities
0: that's awesome that's awesome i love yeah. that i love that art challenge I think yeah. you've got a ton of cool stuff.
1: Yeah. And I want to do it again. I
0: should. It was, yeah. it was great. Yeah. That's awesome. I would think TikTok would be a huge for you and your products. I know.
1: I know. I need to, I do it, but I need to definitely increase it. It's so yeah. crazy how time consuming making one video is, oh, um, yeah. which is something I know or slash just need to hire someone to do. Um, because obviously I have so many ideas and I write them all down. And then I end up working on another project and you don't get to it. Yeah. And you have to consistently post, which is so important on TikTok, especially. I so know, that's I definitely something like I'm working on. you just on. have
0: to block off like video days or something. Yes. Like time block and just spend a whole day, even though Doing it's it really like- hard to do that from a business standpoint. But yeah, just taken videos after videos and then you just have them uploaded i don't i don't know another way around it like yeah because trying to take time out every single day to create a video i just think it's so time consuming that it's distraction and then you don't yes. end up doing it
1: so i actually just launched a content creator program which the application just closed but i'll still take some submissions if anyone that really fits works but it's kind of like since it is really time consuming to make videos, I have different creators who either have a decent following or just great at making videos. And I'm sending them a few products where they're creating content for me to post and they'll post as well. So it's definitely a way to get other young folks or parents or anyone that really fits my demographic into uh, creating content with my product. So that's something that I have just launched. And then also I do brand ambassadors who are kind of like sales reps basically. So they can promote a code. And if it's used at the customer gets a discount and then they get commission. So that's, that's cool. also something I work they on. They could create yeah. some
0: TikToks for you.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Right. So yeah, all it takes the the one process. TikTok to go viral. Yeah. And. Oh, I know. Either. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. And I
1: also, how you're talking about doing like the time block. That's what I do also. If like, I have like specific design days, I have, Either like working on a corporate project. So it's all kind of have to separate it a little or at least like half days. Um, Cause designing days definitely like take a while. And I also have to be in the right like mind space to be doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I need to do that myself for writing. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just. I know it goes. It goes. It's just demanding, right? Like I don't know what else to say. Uh, well, cool. So how can we help you?
1: I always say just continually to shop small. I know there's always like Amazon, other really big um, companies that people just immediately go shop. But I always, I do the same thing. I promote a lot of other small businesses that maybe people don't know about and want to be a little different. Um, So I obviously love when people either share me or uh, story me and whatever. So obviously anything about spreading the word is just so important and telling people like, Word of mouth. I know like friends of friends, anytime it like, comes up, oh, you had a baby. Oh, you need this gift. Like go check out Kicks by Sammy. So even doing little plugs like that is how anyone really can help spread the word about yeah. Kicks by Sammy, just continually to build my community and followers. And obviously just want to make sure all my customers are happy. And also I love when they get involved in just the design process and new collections, I'm always on social media, asking for opinions or feedback and I love constructive criticism because um, it only makes the brand better
0: yeah that's awesome okay so tell the listeners where to go to get I know you said your website but tell them what your website is yes. and if they follow you on Instagram or on TikTok is it kicks by Sammy like give us the yes goods.
1: so everything is kicks by Sammy so it's kicks by Sammy.com at kicks by Sammy Instagram at kicks by Sammy TikTok so forth and it's sammy with s-a-m-m-y um because i know a lot of people spell sammy in different ways but yes it's always kicks by sammy um and obviously once you go on instagram you'll see the website link email anything like that to reach out to us but everything oh, can be, awesome. really be ordered on our website um unless you have like a special custom project in mind which we're happy to help you with as well
0: yeah i can't i i have i know i mentioned in all good time I've got some fun stuff I think you can help with um yeah okay awesome well I am so excited that you uh have taken time out of your busy schedule to spend with us and to share your story and check her out folks she has some super cool stuff I think it's kind of hip and cool and Mm -hmm. unique um kicks by Sammy and we look forward to seeing your growth and If there's anything that we can do to support you or help you in any way, let us know. Uh, We're happy to do so. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in the next year. There's fun stuff for you.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me today. It was great speaking with you.
0: Yeah. Uh, Likewise. And uh, have a great day. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to The Wild Feather. Be authentic, be limitless, and love yourself.